best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to a Wednesday type of CAC Daily iCast. Welcome to the broadcast today. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us this morning. As we have another broadcast today, we hope that it will find you blessed and ready to worship the Lord because that's what we want to do right here on CAC Daily iCast. 
Well, let's see what we got going on here. Looking outside my window pane, the weather's going to be delightful. It's going to be sunny to partly cloudy and warm. Great day to be outside, but don't go outside yet. It's just 50 degrees here in East Kentucky currently. But it's going to be 76, as you can see. And then tomorrow's going to be 76 for the high. And then it looks like Friday going to be a couple degrees lower, 74. And then we're going to get back to the weekend. It's going to be 75, 72, and then back on Monday, 60. But look at Tuesday. Oh, this is this is um, for all of you that don't want any winter. Turn your head. Look at there. That's right. 44 for the high. 29 for the low. And looks like that it's going to have perhaps mixed with snow early in the day. So, yeah, we don't like that, do we? Let's let's uh, give that a boo. I know, boo. Boo, y'all. Go from uh, 76 today to 40-some uh, degrees. Oh, that's, that's bad. But uh, then looking at our current radar, we can see that right here in East Kentucky, there's nothing going on, nothing in our area anyway. So it's going to be a nice day in East Kentucky today, but uh, snow is a coming. That's right. There's a change a coming. And uh, there used to be a song we used to sing about change, uh, something about, uh, I'll have to think about it. Oh, no. That's the only thing I think about now is pocket change. But that wasn't what it was. Well, we're glad that you joined us today, and the weather outside is delightful. But uh, we're going to stick around here for about the next hour. So stick around with us, and let's see what we can uh, get into between now and the bottom of the hour. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll get into our teaching session. We're in the book of Revelation. Very interesting book. So uh, join us for that teaching. Also, uh, looking at our announcements, of course, we like to make all of our announcements and prayer requests. Let's remember, if you want to be in the CAC Christmas program this year, sign-up sheet is on the back podium. CAC Trunk or Treat coming up Tuesday, October 31st, 6 to 8 p.m., just a few days away. CAC Harvest Time Crusade coming up. That's going to be Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m. with Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And a dinner following. That's right. So keep that in mind. We here at CAC Daily ICAST are getting ready to celebrate our 10th anniversary of being online Monday through Friday. We started December the 5th back in 2013. And so we're going to be celebrating 10 years on Tuesday, December the 5th. You want to join in for that special edition of uh, the broadcast because we're going to be talking about how we got started, why we got started, what's happened since we got started. So we're going to find out a lot of good things. So join us, and that'll be Tuesday, December the 5th. Also, our Christmas program at CAC is coming up Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And... CAC New Year's Eve celebration, Sunday, December 31st, begins at 9 p.m. and goes past midnight. 
And so we always have a great time as we round out the year. We praise the Lord that we made it through the year, and we're praising the Lord for a better year coming up. All right, uh, let's look at our prayer requests. Of course, we have a list with over, uh, I would uh, venture to say, over 70 people. And uh, we want to uh, we want to mention the last uh, 10 of these uh, so that you can see those scrolling on your screen, but we will only mention the last 10. So let's remember uh, Christopher Dotson, Cody and Macy DeBarge, Mary Cox, the Jerry Cox family, uh, William Parrish, Nora Bryant, N uh, Donnie Reagan and family. Let's remember Mark and Angie Smith, Jeff Perry, Harley Caldwell. Let's remember all of these in prayer. And if you have a prayer request that you'd like to make known, you can do that a few ways. You can call in our prayer line and put it at 606-282-4108, or you can call in and uh, or text in, email in. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. You can put it in the chat room, the comment section, CAC daily at cacphelps.org or prayer cornerstoneapostolic.org and we'll get all of those requests and we'll put them on our prayer list so uh, let's go to the lord in prayer as we pray for those on the list today as well as those uh, who will uh, have needs as they watch by way of on demand let's pray Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we have come today, that we have come to lift up your name, the name which is above every name. And I pray that you would bless us, Lord, that we would be able to uh, do everything that would please you on this broadcast, whether it is teaching your word, line upon line, precept upon precept, rightly dividing the word of truth, expounding it fully unto the people, or whether it is just mentioning something that would bring honor unto you. I pray that you would get glory out of these broadcasts. Touch each and every one on our prayer list, Lord, that has needs. Show them the realness of your touch. Bless them, Lord, that they will see that they need to serve you all the days of their life. I pray also that you would just surround Israel, protect Israel, and bring peace to Jerusalem. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, uh, just doing a little update of the war going on in Israel, uh, we find that others are trying to uh, get involved, and now the U.S. is positioning itself uh, because it is, uh, you know, Israel is part of of our alliance, and so if uh, Israel gets attacked, attacked uh, by outside forces, uh, then uh, somebody declares war on Israel, then we're going to have to get involved. So our warships are getting in place, and uh, you know, a lot of people's talking about. Uh, uh, the end of time. A lot of people's talking about World War III. A lot of people's talking about wars and rumors of wars. Well, all of that is coming. All of that is coming. And so we got to get ready. And we, we don't know the hour nor the day, but we do know the Lord's coming back. And uh, that's why we're studying Revelation. And that's why we're looking into that book, because we feel that we need to know 
a little more about uh, Jesus. Remember, Revelation is really not altogether about future events. It's about Jesus. So we hope that uh, you are enjoying these studies and hope that you will continue to, um, you know, um, study along with us and even study beyond what we study. Well, let's get started today and uh, this beautiful day in the neighborhood. We're going to get started. We're reading in the Old Testament. Of course, we're reading our way through the Old Testament. You ought to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. First Kings chapter 15. Now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, reigned Abijam over Judah. Three years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Maacah, the daughter of Abishalom. And he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father. Nevertheless, for David's sake, did the Lord his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem. Because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of the acts of Abijam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. And Abijam slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David, and Asa his son reigned in his stead. And in the twentieth year of Jeroboam king of Israel reigned Asa over Judah. And forty and one years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Maacah the daughter of Abishalom. And Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land, and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. And also Maacah his mother, even her he removed from being queen, because she had made an idol in a grove. And Asa destroyed her idol and burnt it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days. And he brought in the things which his father had dedicated, and the things which himself had dedicated, into the house of the Lord, silver and gold and vessels. And there was war between Asa and Baasha king of Israel all their days. And Baasha king of Israel went up against Judah, and built Ramah, that he might not suffer any to go out or come in to Asa king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and the gold that were left in the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king's house, and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And king Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tebrimon, the son of Hesion, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, and between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent unto thee a present of silver and gold. Come and break thy league with Baasha king of Israel, that he may depart from me. So Ben-Hadad hearkened unto king Asa, and sent the captains of the hosts, which he had against the cities of Israel, and smote Ijan and Dan and abel beth and all Kinneroth with all the land of Naphtali. And it came to pass, when Baasha heard thereof, that he left off building of Ramah and dwelt in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all Judah. None was exempted, and they took away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, 
wherewith Baasha had builded. And King Asa built with them Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. The rest of all the acts of Asa, and all his might, and all that he did, and the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Nevertheless, in the time of his old age, he was diseased in his feet. And Asa slept with his fathers, and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father, and Jehoshaphat his son reigned in his stead. And Nadab the son of Jeroboam began to reign over Israel in the second year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned over Israel two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of his father, and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin. And Baasha the son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar conspired against him. And Baasha smote him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, for Nadab and all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Even in the third year of Asa king of Judah did Baasha slay him and reigned in his stead. And it came to pass when he reigned that he smote all the house of Jeroboam. He left not to Jeroboam any that breathed until he had destroyed him, according unto the saying of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite. Because of the sins of Jeroboam which he sinned and which he made Israel's sin by his provocation wherewith he provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha king of Israel all their days. In the third year of Asa king of Judah began Baasha the son of Ahijah to reign over all Israel in Tirzah twenty and four years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin. Ten nineteen in a.m. here in East Kentucky on this 25th day of October. This month is just about gone. That's right. Then November's just around the corner. Got snow in the forecast on Monday. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. My bones are not ready, but I guess we'll take whatever comes our way, right? And uh, so now I understand why people move out to, uh, you know, drier climates, warmer climates, because uh, here in East Kentucky, waking up to the cold and the all the stuff going on, your arthritis just decides it wants to flare up. Yeah, but I guess I'll tough it out right here in East Kentucky. Well, we are having uh, a little bit of scripture reading as we read our way through the Old Testament. Once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. And right now, it's time for us to do this. Have you got a minute? Well, of course you do. You've got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to another 60 seconds with the pastor. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, 
he increases strength. The Lord gives power to the faint. In the Hebrew, it means that he gives power to the weary or the fatigued. One of the side effects of COVID-19 is fatigue, feeling tired and worn out. In a world that is constantly wearing you down and out, it is good to know that the Lord gives you strength when you're weary and strength when you're fatigued. Isaiah also tells us that the Lord increases the strength of those who have no might. You see, the Lord loves you enough to help you when you are faint, weary, and fatigued. And that is 60 Seconds with the Pastor. That's right. We recorded that one back in February 22nd, 2021. So uh, we are going to record some new segments and put those up very soon. So uh, start looking for some new 60 Seconds with the Pastor very soon. Well, it is 51 degrees outside on a sunny day here in East Kentucky, and the high today is going to be in the 70s. So, yeah, we're going to have a nice day. Enjoy the next few days because by the time weekend rolls around, we're going to have nice weather, but it's going to start raining. And then on Monday, maybe snow. So, yeah, we don't want to even talk about that. But um, it's a coming. It is a coming. Let's see what else we can get wrapped up in here because uh, not only do we have 60 seconds with the pastor, we also have our trivia question that we always like to dive into. So let's see if we can't dive into that. Here we go. Time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. After Jesus indicated that Judas would betray him, what were his words to him? After Jesus indicated that Judas would betray him, what were his words to him? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results... We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. 
Yesterday's trivia question was simply this. What is, uh, give another name, I should say, for the comforter. Give another name for the comforter. And out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. So, yeah, we'll give you a hand. 100% of you got it correct with the correct answer. Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's another name for comforter. Uh, you could said uh, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth. All of those are correct. So uh, we had a multiple choice, and Holy Ghost was one of the multiple choice. So 100% of you got it correct. And uh, so, yeah, uh, this is episode 169 of this year, and this is day 298. Of this year out of 365 we usually get about 200 episodes in per year going to be close this year because we're just at 169 which means we got to get 31 more episodes in and it's going to be kind of hard to do because we got thanksgiving coming up we've got uh, christmas coming up so uh, we always take uh, our week off at both of those so yeah it's uh it's uh going to be tough but by the end of the year we are still hoping to have over 2100 episodes right here at CAC Daily ICAS. We started back in 2013 and December the 5th we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary service. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Hope you make plans on being online with us on that day, December the 5th. We're going to talk about things that uh, we, uh, why we started, how we got started, uh, what's happened since we got started, and what our future holds. And uh, of course, all this is dependent upon whether or not we are still here or the rapture has taken place. Because, uh, you know, we have plans, but the Lord may have plans to come and get to church, and then we won't need a daily eye cast, will we? No, we certainly won't. If the Lord comes back, we won't need a daily eye cast. Well, let's see what else we got going on. It is 1027. Let's see if we can't squeeze this one in. And, of course, this is the Commonwealth Minute is Scholastic Banning Books. Here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. There's been much talk about so-called book bans at the beginning of the school year. Groups like the American Library Association are hysterical when books are removed from public school libraries. The latest controversy is over Scholastic, the largest distributor of books to our public schools. In response to controversial and objectionable and sometimes pornographic material being marketed to children, Scholastic has segregated the books from its main offerings. And for that, they're being criticized for taking part in book bans. But is it really banning books to keep pornographic, inflammatory, and age-inappropriate material out of the hands of our minors in public schools? Now, just as we're for free speech in this nation, we should also be for age-appropriate material to be given to our kids. And this has nothing to do with banning books. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. We appreciate all of you joining us today. That was 
the Commonwealth Minute. It is brought to you by Richard Nelson. Of course, uh, he is uh, uh, one of the, uh, or he is the executive director. He contacted us a while back and asked if we would play the Commonwealth Minute on our podcast. And I said, certainly. So it is something that deals with Kentucky and sometimes it's a, a, a U.S. thing. Sometimes it's a worldwide thing, but it all uh, has an effect on us here in Kentucky also. We're a commonwealth. Even though we say we're a state, we're actually a commonwealth. And uh, so uh, there's just a few commonwealth, commonwealth of Virginia um, and commonwealth of Kentucky. And I'm not brushed up on my history, but I'm sure there's, I think, one more uh, commonwealth. And uh, I don't know uh, the the exact uh, commonwealth means common wealth. And uh, so <laughs> I don't know how it first got started, but maybe it got started because people wanted to have things in common. But, uh, you know, the church is supposed to have things in common. And coming up right now, we got to take our break so we can get started get cleared up, ready to record our teaching sessions so we can record them, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame and all of that. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch at any key. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. 
I'm Richard D. McKinney, pastor of Cornerstone Apostolic Church and Pipeful Apostolic Church, and welcome to the broadcast today as we study through the book of Revelation. We hope that you're getting something out of these studies and hope that you are studying even beyond what we study here today and have in the past so that you can dig a little deeper, so that you can grab on to the full understanding of the Word of God. Well, you know, Revelation, again, we'd like to preface it by saying that Revelation is the revealing of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we just look at it as uh, future events or things that's coming or things that's going to happen, but actually it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And once you understand who he, who he is and follow him and serve him, it doesn't matter what comes upon the earth. If you read the end of the book, you see that those that are with Christ are triumphant. I want to stay with him, don't you? Well, let's just jump right in. We want to pick up where we left off yesterday. And we were talking about this great multitude uh, that John saw. And it was after uh, the 144,000. So we know the 144,000 are not um, the church. The 144,000 are not this number that we're seeing now in verse number 9. And uh, the 144,000 are those that are sealed out of the 12 tribes. And if you notice, some of the uh, tribes uh, have changed. Some of the uh, references of who the tribe is had changed. And so that is something that you can uh, look at just a little bit later. We may uh, go in and mention it just a little bit. But um, we want to uh, pick up in verse number 9. And this is Revelation chapter 7. After this, I beheld and lo a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And uh, I want to stop right there because there's just so many things that um, we want to look at. Uh, and kind of uh, slow it down, break it up so that we can uh, hopefully expound it fully because we want to rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we ask the Lord to bless us uh, today as we study his word. 
Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word today, that we will find your word uh, revealed done to us and that we will be able to expound it line upon line, precept upon precept, rightly dividing the word of truth so that you get honor and we get information. And Lord, I pray that you would guide our words today. And if we misquote it, misrepresent it in any way, forgive us and help us to make it right. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, when you start looking at um, these scenes in heaven, and you start looking at this particular uh, verse that we opened up with, uh, that there was a number uh, of people that um, was a great multitude that no man could number. Uh, I just want to kind of reiterate some things because it's very important that we understand who are these uh, believers uh, dressed in white robes. Well, John said, I don't know who they are. And you know, if John don't know who they are, then there's a couple of things, uh, statements that we can make. And, uh, you know, if, if these people were, uh, in white robes, uh, were the old Testament saints, uh, then, or the Israelites, John would have known it. If it was the church, John would have known it, but he doesn't recognize who these people are. So um, the elder, who is a representative of the church now in heaven, knows this company is not the church, uh, but an altogether different company. So who are these believers dressed in white robes, and what do we know about them? Well, since we don't know who they are, we have to kind of look and see what happened to them. And then we can probably make some connection of who they might be. And remember, if the Bible does not strictly say what something is, who something is, or who something, uh, who people are, uh, what places are, and all these things, we, we can speculate, but speculation does not explain uh, the truth. My speculation could be wrong. Your speculation could be wrong. So we want to make sure that we follow what is being said here. There's some things I think that we can look at and see about this special number that no man could number. Now, a lot of people say that's the church, you know, because out of every kindred nation and tongue, these people are, uh, you know, a number that no man can number. But If you feel that the church has already been raptured out, this is not the church. If you you, um, look at these folks uh, that are there, um, it's a kind of something we can get some insight information about. But we have to go back to, and I want to bring your attention to, Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 6, and uh, verse, let's go to verse number 11, Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 11, and it says this, and I might be able to uh, kind of bring this 
up for you to read along. Uh, so um, verse number 11, and white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest a little while, a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now that's in chapter 6. Now in chapter 6 we see that. In chapter 7 we see this multitude and we understand that it's a number which no man could number but there's something that we want to look at as we kind of scroll through these verses again. They're of all nations, all kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Now, who are these people? Who are these people? They're saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. John didn't know. He said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now I want to take us, as as I said, back to Revelation number, um, uh, Revelation chapter 6, number 11. Remember that there were souls under the altar. And the question was, how long? How long, uh, O Lord, holy and true? I'll kind of highlight this for you so you can see where I'm talking about. How long, uh, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now look at what the answer was, and we find it in Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 11. White robes were given unto them, every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their what? Fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. I think this number is what this is in reference to. Remember, you got to interpret Scripture with Scripture. We could say, oh, that number that couldn't be numbered, it has to be the church. And we'd say, oh, that number that no man can number of all nations, kindreds, and tongues, that's the church. But it's not because the church has already been raptured out because, remember, John is now seeing things in heaven. So John and, 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 you know, after the church age, he said, these things must come hereafter. So we're starting to see the judgment of God. We're starting to see death of people. I mean, just, just think about it just for a moment. How many babies uh, were slain and beheaded? How many uh, people were slain, uh, you know, in Israel? Just here, just couple weeks ago. So how many people 
have lost their life like that? How many people have lost their life like that, not only recently, but in the past and also coming in the future? So that's the number that no man can number. I feel that this number that no man can number of all nations and kindreds and tongues and people is is people that stayed true to their faith, true to the word, but were beheaded. And you got to remember, when you talk about Jacob's troubles, you talk about the great tribulation period, and you talk about these other uh, things coming at the end of the end, uh, it deals with Israel. It deals with Israel. So uh, we can look and we can see that in Israel, just like in Gaza, just like in uh, other countries, there are people of all nation, kindreds, and tongues, right? When when you look at uh, Israel, there, there's Americans there. There's uh, Jews that are there. There's uh, other uh, nationalities that are there, all nations, kindreds, and tongues. Uh, if you look at America, same thing. I think it was estimated somewhere around 6 million Jews are living in America. So, you know, all nation, kindred, and tongues is in every nation just about up on this earth. And so with that said, we see from Revelation chapter 6 that those under the altar, the souls under the altar, are told just to rest Rest for a season. Just just go ahead and rest for the season. And how were these souls under the altar, how were they killed? They were slain, the Bible says in verse number 9, um, for the word of God, for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So with that said, we understand that this number that cannot be numbered I feel is is what these souls under the altar were told to rest for a season because there has to be more killed just like you were. And that's in verse number 11. Verse number 11, chapter 6, just says, Rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants. So that gives us an insight to who these are, their fellow servants of the Lord. Also, and their brethren, and uh, that they should be killed as they were. Those souls under the altar, just rest a little season because there's got to be more people killed like you were. That's who this number is. I really feel that that's who this number is that is said to have come out of great tribulation. Well, um, you know... uh, I want to look at this um, in a way that uh, we can understand it because I don't want us to just speculate on these things. But this great multitude that was from every nation, kindred, uh, nobody could number that number. And, uh, you know, um, that means they was a lot. And what was given unto them? White robes, white robes and palms in their hand. Uh, so they were clothed in white robes, um, which means righteousness. So we know that they are people that are saved, but we don't know who they are. 
We don't know who they are. Now, a lot of people, as we said, have speculated and said, oh, that's the church or that's uh, people that have been martyred in the past, Old Testament saints. But when you look at Revelation 6 and Revelation 7 and you put them together, you see that it was told there's going to be more killed just like those souls under the altar. So uh, I believe this is the number. This is the people. This is the reference. Now, if I'm wrong, God forgive me. I'm not here to try to uh, deceive anyone or try to make anyone feel uh, comfortable about waiting. You know, and, and I've told people this time and time again. If we're not careful and we believe that uh, you can wait and be saved at the last moment, um, are we giving people false hope? I would rather tell people like Jesus did, be ye ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. I would like to tell people to be ready. You could be raptured out of here today. You could die today. That's right. You could die today. Um, so I want people to be ready. I don't want people to put it off and put it off and say, well, I'm going to wait until I see this happen, that happen, and something else go on, and then I'll get serious. Because I've said this, if you can't serve the Lord today in the blessing, the grace, the peace, basically, because we have the Holy Ghost and we have comfort and we have strength and we have power, if you can't serve the Lord today, what makes you think you're going to serve the Lord when they threaten to kill you? What makes you think you're going to all of a sudden serve the Lord at some later time? I'm of this belief. If you can't serve the Lord today, when it starts getting closer to the end time and things start getting real and, and death starts happening and, and uh, you know, slayings and murders and all of these things start happening, I believe that, that if you put it off till then, that you'll be so wrapped up in that and so um, maybe even hardened by that, that it would be hard for you to want to stand for the Word of God. But here's another thing. Here's another thing. When the church is taken out of here, that's the fullness of the Gentiles has come. That's the end for the Gentile people, which means we who are not true Jews that's the end. There's no more people going to be saved because the fullness has come. With all that said, I want us to look at this number, which no man can number, and they washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. And um, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat. Now, I want to uh, kind of take us into something that I thought was interesting uh, of a commentator, and this is just a commentator's view, uh, that these people that uh, were, you couldn't number, uh, this company of believers uh, that came out of great tribulation, uh, some were slain, and they were slain, of course, uh, like their brethren. Uh, they, they were now 
in a place where they would be no more hunger and no more thirst as they apparently did before they were slain. Uh, remember, uh, this is a uh, time of looking at devastation and starvation and all of these things that came upon the earth. Remember the, the horses, you know, the, the war and then uh, the famine and uh, all of these things coming up on the earth and, and uh, uh, you know, all sorts of people dying. And, and so the Lord is reassuring them. Now you're in a safe place. Now you're not going to hunger or thirst anymore. Neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Isn't that wonderful to know that not only is the church going up not only did Jesus, the first fruits of the resurrection, which means he was the first person, because uh, you know Lazarus, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, Lazarus died again. So Jesus being the first fruits, and then, uh, you know, we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with those that come out of the grave, and we're going to be raptured out of here. And then you've got this number that could not be numbered that is slain and dies just like those under the altar. So, so there's a lot of factors in here. There's a lot of things you have to look at, different uh, time frames, different uh, uh, things that are going on in different time periods. So with that said, I hope you understand that uh, this number that John didn't know who they was. So John would have known this was Old Testament saints. If it had been Old Testament, John would have known. If it had been the church, he didn't know who they were. And then it was revealed to him, these are they that have come out of great tribulation. They were slain just like, and notice notice this. I want to go back one more time uh, to uh, the Word of God, and I want to uh, bring up this so that you can understand, um, and I'll bring, maybe I can bring the screen up, and I know that's kind of small for you to see, but uh, looking at this, um, what are these that are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And uh, in verse number 14, he said, uh, Sir, thou knowest. John didn't know who they were. And here's what he said. These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their blood or their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So we see a connection here. We see a connection here that these that are there, John does not know who they are. That's important to understand. Number one, he doesn't know who they are. So if they was Old Testament saints, the church, you know, when the church is raptured up, he would know, oh, yeah, this is the church. But no, he's looking and he say, I don't know who they are. Well, these are they that come out of great tribulation. They've been slain for the word of God. They've been killed for the word of God and their testimony, which they held. But you know what? We find that white robes was given unto them palms in their hand, 
and they're saying, amen. They worshiped. They fell on their face and worshiped. So they're saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. So they they saying, our God. So it's people that have stood for the Lord. A lot of people getting killed today in different areas. Israel, um, different countries, different areas. This number that no man can number. If you think it's the church, read up to chapter 7. Go back to chapter 1 and read up to chapter 7. If you think it's Old Testament saints, go back and read chapters 1 through 7. If you think that it is uh, you know, people that's being killed, not only today and in the past, but in the future, because during the Great Tribulation, it's a time like never seen before, and they'll be slain as those under the souls of the altar. I think that is the connection right there. Because remember, these these are ones that have been, uh, I guess the instruction is, your fellow servants and your brethren have to be slain like you were. And so uh, he said, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they that came out of great tribulation and washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And began to just talk about how that they are, uh, you know, before the throne. So with that said, uh, this number that no man could number, that was clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, these this number, this great multitude, which no man could number of all nations, kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. So we see that uh, these, uh, what are these, which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? They came out of great tribulation, washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb, and therefore they're before the throne. With all that said, I think you can take chapter 6, chapter 7, and kind of put it together to what John saw when the souls under the altar was saying, how long is it going to be before you avenge our blood on them on the earth? They said, you you rest a little season because your fellow servants and brethren have to be slain as you were. Now, that's to me, that's the key that or the link that connects these people with what was said in chapter 6. That's what I feel. So I see that our time is up, and that rounds out chapter number 7 because uh, it says, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Well, I believe this has been a good study. I believe we've we've covered some material that should keep you studying, should keep you looking into it. You may have a different view of what these people are and who these people are. Uh, and, you know, as I said, 
I'm just explaining by what I read scripture with scripture, trying to connect the dots. And uh, I don't want to misrepresent the word in any way, add to it or take away from it. But I do believe that the word of God reveals because John didn't know who these were. So all of us who can say for sure, oh, I know who they are. Uh, you know, maybe we ought to just listen to what John is being told and what chapter six, the souls under the altar were being told and look at this number and say, oh, they were slain because they were, you know, uh, they're, they're a number that cannot be numbered. And, uh, you know, they held on to their testimony. They held on to, to serving the Lord. And who are these people? Well, John didn't know them, and guess what? You don't know them either. But we do know that these are they that came out of great tribulation. But I believe if you take chapter 6 again, connect it with chapter 7, you find out the connection. You find out the connection. Well, today is the day of salvation. Don't put off serving the Lord today. Don't think I'm going to wait until I start seeing wars and rumors of wars. It's already happened. Don't say I'm going to wait until I see the Antichrist revealed. I'm telling you, if you wait and wait and wait, the next thing you know, your heart will be so hardened you won't want to serve the Lord. And if you can't serve the Lord today, will you be able to stand in such times of someone threatening to kill you and your family? Well, that's a good question to close on, isn't it? But I want to uh, have us go to the Lord in prayer because there's just so much, so much in the word of the Lord that uh, if, if we're looking and searching and studying, we can connect the dots of Revelation. And that's what I want to do. I want to connect the dots of Revelation so that we all can uh, know a little more. I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my Lord. I want to know more about that mansion. I want to know more about His Word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity. You bless us to study your word. Lord, if we have misrepresented, misinterpreted your word in any way, forgive us, help us to make it right so that we can rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully so we can all understand your word. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of who you are. And if someone's thinking they can wait until later, Help them to see they need to serve you today. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. will conclude our teaching for today. I hope that you've enjoyed the teaching. I hope that you will continue to study even beyond what we study right here at CAC Daily ICAST. I don't know all the answers. I don't claim to know all the answers, but I do know if we can interpret scripture with scripture, we'll be safe and sound and we'll be able to 
give the word uh, to each of you. The most important thing, as we said, the revelation, revelation is not about future events altogether. It is about revealing of Jesus Christ. Serve Jesus and all these other things you won't have to worry about. That's right. It's kind of like what the scripture says. First seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added. All these things shall be added unto you. So we don't have to worry. If Jesus is our Savior, we don't have to worry, right? We don't have to worry. So there you go. And uh, let's uh, remember that. Put Jesus first. Serve Jesus. Everything else is going to be all right. Going to be all right. Going to be all right. Everything else is going to be all right. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. After Jesus indicated that Jesus, Judas would betray him, what were his words to him? When Jesus indicated that Judas would betray him, what were his words to him? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.